0: the group chats are going off. I just need people to keep it in the group chat because I really will pull up. I'm I'm, I'm that person. I'm I'm, I'm from that side of the family.
1: You know what I'm saying? Before
0: they get in
2: It's playoff time. Let's go. It's playoff basketball in the WNBA. And that's pretty much where my mind is at right now. That's pretty much where my head is at. My brain is at. It's also going to be where our show is at because I'm going to do a full on breakdown of the WNBA playoffs teams one through eight including, of course, our squad. And then we have CM, the MC, which is the MC for the Atlanta Dream, who's gonna come on and just talk about his role in how does he keep us hype in the arena? Because if you've been there, you already know. And then we have my former coworker, my guy, Mojo Raleigh, come on. I mean, this is like the most winningest wrestler. We're gonna get all into it. We're gonna talk some football and we're also gonna talk WNBA playoffs with the crew. Let's go! If you've been to an Atlanta Dream game, the guy on the mic that's saying, hey, Miss Parker, or defense, or that's offensive, it's my guy, CM the MC. I had to chop it up because I want y'all to know all the parts that make up the dream. Talk to him, CM. CM, my guy. Welcome back another season. Listen, so what are your thought processes? Because a lot of people... Your job is in-arena announcer. Is that the actual yeah. title? Okay, so, like, what things do you prepare for? Because people don't necessarily know, like, they know your job. They experience it. <laughs> they feel it. But, yeah. like, what is it like to be the well, in-arena announcer?
3: Listen, um, it's amazing, first and foremost. Uh, just being able to, like, to be the entire voice um, that the people hear. Not necessarily, like, see per se, but, like, they when you, when you hear it, you can, like, feel it. Um, it's, it's just amazing, man. Um, I just come in. Um, I always get myself ready, like headstrong. strong. Like and strong. how do
2: you do that? Like, how does you get ready?
3: I, I wake up like a player. I, I wake up it. like a basketball player. Like when I when it's game day, you don't really have to tell me anything for real. Like I'm just locked in, I'm motivated. Especially like when you see like which teams we are playing at which certain part of the season. You just you know wake up self-motivated so you just try to like give yourself out as much as you can so everybody else can feel it around you
2: because you got to make sure you say things right so are yeah. you like how does that <laughs> process because you know that's a big thing right now like yeah. we got Alicia gray okay with our team and she just told hey. me like she pronounces it like is it was it Alicia or Alicia? so it's like you better get it right that's, first that's of it.
3: all <laughs> with names it's definitely <laughs> nerve-wracking um i definitely find myself probably like going over names like Maybe three, four times before before game day tips off. <laughs> Always talking to the PRs, with both sides. Like, hey, like, just make sure like we get this right, we straight. Okay, cool. But yeah, it's it's a rush, man. It's 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 just everything. Like, just ah, oh, man. I, I wish I could like really describe it in more ways than one. But yo, know, like when you come to the South Side and you get that real deal, good uh-huh. Southern hospitality uh-huh. experience. You know what I'm saying? With a little lemon pepper pepper sprinkle. Okay.
2: Hey, listen,
3: it's, it's an incredible filler, man. Yeah,
2: you better give us all of that assets on, okay? And, <laughs> and listen, you also, but you're not just working for the dream. You're like uh, sports in Atlanta at this point. You work for the Hawks as well. So like, was that a goal of yours? Like how did you even what's the career path to come to man, become?
3: Listen, this whole thing has been a dream. Um I guess you could say all puns intended. Okay. Uh, with me being around the whole association. Um, I, I didn't think that it would map out the way that it did, but I cannot thank God enough. Um, um, for how it happened. Um, with the higher-ups from the hearts actually giving me the assist, you know what I'm saying, to become the PA. Um, of course, like, work towards it. You yeah. know, I had to audition. Yeah. Once auditions hit, history was And what great. you was
2: doing in the chair, like, just saying things I, to the, yeah, what are they, was you know it what? an audio crazy, audition?
3: <laughs> or? Crazy enough, I never had PA experience before. That's crazy. Um, when I was first presented the opportunity. So, for me, like, to be thought up, like, in that realm, yeah. and it's like, yo, like, it's yours for the taking if you want it. Wow. And just like learn the ropes, like yeah. as I as I literally like go through the process, like it's it's been a journey, and I think I'm a, this is year what three four for me. So wow, three four, it's, that's it's incredible. Kind of, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm
2: talking to the players, and it's like year one, year seven, yeah. so is year four for you. Yeah. No, you came from Clark Atlanta, right? And so Be illustrious. Okay, look, because there's a pride <laughs> that goes about that when yes, you indeed. say it. There's a, like there's guys behind the camera too that we yes, got indeed. that are from Clark, but like. Clark is known for either, like, what do you say?
3: Finding a mayor or making one. Finding yeah. a mayor
2: or making one. What yeah. mayors have attended Clark?
3: Uh, well, we got, like, plenty of legends. We have um, You better drama. know this, too, okay? We got, uh, Cannon. Uh-huh. Uh, myself. <laughs> um, we got the young boy of D.C. We have so many people that went to Clark and just um, pretty much, like, changed the game, like, in media, uh, television. I mean, anywhere you look, man. Clark has really been like putting on, like, for real, for real.
2: Yeah, and I love that because we always like HBCUs. I think we might be yes. pulling up to Clark's homecoming, by the way. Come so, on, what, could I, <laughs> come what on. could I look forward to when it comes to homecoming? Well,
3: um, I could tell you this it's going to be around October. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to predict a couple things. Okay. Be yes. a championship home to this beautiful city of A Town. Okay. You know it. <laughs> um, and when you get to Clark, Atlanta, man, for homecoming, it's just going to be beautiful. It's going to be like the the biggest blackest celebration <laughs> family reunion let's go all of that mixed into one man and like i said atlanta we're known for Southern Hospitality and Clark, we find a way to make one. It's definitely culture for service. Yeah. Um, and, and what is we, coaching for service? We culture for service is real big. So it's pretty much like what you do, like with remotely mm-hmm. Renee and you being like all around, like in the community, mm-hmm. you know, giving back. Yeah. Um, looking out for those, like, you know what I'm saying, who's like less fortunate. We're really, really big and we really stand proud of them, like giving back to our people, you know what I'm saying? Like and doing that. things our way and making sure like we put a bigger spotlight onto things like, not necessarily what we do, mm-hmm. but what like, what's really big. And that's really like looking out for people, but, you know what I'm saying, reaching out our hands and, you know, being service men and women, I love you that. know what I'm saying, in the city of Atlanta. So
2: I love it, you talk about the city of Atlanta, it's a character within itself. Yeah. Like, how would you describe the city of Atlanta to people that don't know the feel of it?
3: Um, ACL for me is a big, um, I would say big, Tub of gumbo. When you look at it, it's like a lot of people uh, from a lot of different places, different backgrounds, but uh-huh. you still get the the true essence of like what Atlanta is with the hospitality, the love, um, okay. the care, um, the genuineness. You know, like it's it's different here, man. Like, and I say, uh, Atlanta has pretty much like had its like hands around like so many things within like the culture itself. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's. Something contagious here, man. But um, even in that, um, just the ex- excellence right here, like it's, it's crazy. Like we thrive like no other like city, <laughs> no other place in the world. Atlanta is it, man. It's it.
2: Well, kind of forever, man. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate you. Happy to always, have you year to year, always. man. Yes.
3: <laughs> it's dream season. <laughs> Let's
4: go.
2: guy. I used to work with Mojo at TMZ Sports. He still is at TMZ Sports as a host. Shouts to Babcock, what up? But we're going to talk to my guy,
5: Mojo, coming up next. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.
2: Y'all may not know, but me and Mojo, we are co-workers or former co-workers. We were working together at TMZ Sports. I don't know many people that have as much energy as I do until I met you, Mojo. (laughs) Welcome Mojo Raleigh to the show, who is on God Bless Football for the Levitar crew that knows him. Y'all probably know him from God Bless Football, but welcome
6: to Montgomery and Co. Mojo. I'm on the show, Montgomery (laughs) Co. Let's go, baby. What an intro. Listen, so I want to just
2: tap into your expertise some, too, because I'm going to actually start at the beginning because you told me before this that you have to go because you have a call with your old boss, and I want to talk about it because I didn't know something that Juju actually told me where Mojo currently has the highest win-loss ratio with 86.3. Look, 86.3 matches won out of the entire active WWE roster.
6: Mojo, what? I'll be honest. That was... A little bit of an old statistic. It was when I was wrestling at some point during my career.
2: Don't fact check us, Mojo.
6: (laughs) Hey, it was accurate at one point. I can tell you that. It might still be accurate. I I don't know. I got to check. But yeah, don't sleep on Mojo. I've been trying to tell everybody for a bit.
2: So what is it like, Mojo? Like, it's so crazy because we worked together and I knew nothing about these types of things. It's so funny. So I'm like, let me get to know you in reverse now in a sense of like, so what is that like? Because WWE, for some people, it's like, they just don't get it. So can you walk us through the world of like, how is it possible that it's not real, but it's so real?
6: Oh my goodness. The the world of professional wrestling it you almost there's no way for you to know exactly what it is until you do it. Because I came in to WWE from the NFL, so I was like, All right, I've seen this on TV, I've watched it since I was a kid. I don't know how much of these rivalries on stage you know, the, these just conflicts, how much of that is in the script, how much of it is real. I'm looking at the moves and I can tell, all right, maybe that one doesn't hurt too much, but then I'm seeing some of these other ones. And I was like, if there's any way to fake that, it's a magician's act because I have no idea how you can throw someone out of the ring on the floor, or some of these slams and have them not hurt. You learn extremely quickly, but it's, it's a dance out there. You know, you have someone out there that you're going out with and you're, you're there to entertain You know, you go and you maybe have some talking points as to, you know, who's going to win the match and maybe a couple of notes about it. But once you're out there, man, it's a lot of give and take. It's a lot of improv. I mean, the shots, you're taking them. I mean, they're real. I mean, you're getting clotheslined in the neck and the chest, that's real. All the slams, that's real. I mean, there's certain areas as a friend you try to stay away from, but hey, if it's a pay-per-view show... (laughs) Everything is fair game. So, I mean, the short answer is, yeah, we might know who's going to win, but the majority of those moves, there's no faking it. Those sounds, a lot of them are real, and those hits, man, they stack up.
2: Well, I could believe that because, obviously, we see injuries happen. Just like you see injuries happen in sports, you see injuries happen in WWE. So, I'm curious, Logan Paul, Bad Bunny, Snoop Dogg, those are three people that have all entered into the pro wrestling world. Logan Paul, I'm not going to lie. I seen him do a flip off of the ropes and I'm like, okay, he's clearly athletic, but how would you rank Snoop Dogg and bad bunny in that space?
6: I mean, bad bunny has been a lifetime fan. So him coming in, I, I'm, if I recall, he asked WWE to come in. They didn't go and find him. He wanted to do this. And then I had some buddies that wrestled in the matches that he was involved with. And, you know, they just told me, dude, he wanted to do everything. It might have been a tag match and we were trying to protect him and not overexpose him. Because the fact of the matter is, in order to do this day in and day out, you have to train for years, not just to create your personality and persona and get down the the talking points and work in a microphone, but to actually be able to, to do the move, to understand that ebb and flow and being able to work with another wrestler, I mean, that stuff takes a ton of time. So when we bring in these outside celebrities, you try to minimize what they're doing. You know, you coach them up. They – a lot of times know exactly what they're going to do move for move before they come in, which for any wrestler on the roster, that is not the case whatsoever. I mean, most of it you're figuring out on the fly there in front of all those people. But I mean, bad bunny said, forget that I'm coming in hot. I want to dive off the top rope. I want tables. Not only that, the thing you really respect outside celebrities for is when the guys don't necessarily want to beat up the wrestlers when they respect the business enough to be like, all right, I'm small. I can't beat up somebody. This would guy. never
2: happen in real life, basically. <laughs> type of situation.
6: They're like, they come in, they're like, kick my ass, man. I'm with it. I love this. Do it to it. I, you gotta love it.
2: No, that's interesting. And you know what? I just saw that, what was it? Endeavors USC and the WWE officially merged today. Did you see that? Creating a publicly traded company called TKO Group. Is that big news in that world?
6: That's huge news. I mean, this, the crossover now between the WWE and the UFC is going to be ridiculous. I believe they bought the Endeavor bought the WWE for $9.3 billion, But now it becomes, I believe, a 21 and some change billion dollar entity between all of these pieces but now you know we've seen ronda rousey come over uh we've seen kane velasquez come over we've seen brock lesnar go there and come back i mean now the doors are just wide open for for talent to go back and forth between wwe and ufc and you know you're seeing a lot of stuff about you know oh when ufc fighters are done maybe they can finish their careers out with UFC to stay a part of the TKO family. But I'm telling you, there are some talent in the WWE that could go over to the UFC and when matches for
2: real, you really think, cause I mean, that's what I think people don't realize. That's why I was kind of asking about the W to do these things. You already have to be a certain level of athletic. You have to have a certain level of discipline. So I feel like there was going to be some synergy with that crossover.
6: Yeah. I mean, we we've got tons of wrestlers that have done MMA and they've gone back and forth throughout those, their careers. So those guys are ready to go. Hey, Bobby Lashley has been doing this for literally decades. But if you put him back in a UFC octagon, I guarantee he's knocking dudes out. No question in my mind whatsoever. But yeah, it's uh it's really cool. And you know, for the wrestling, for the people that really took to the craft and wanted to learn grappling, I mean, they they train MMA, like they're going out there performing and striking and taking jujitsu classes. And they're doing it more frequently than they're actually training inside of a wrestling ring outside of shows. Like they're very familiar and they're well-trained. I mean, we got guys that are black belts and all of these things that they're going to have a leg up. And not only that, they can take a beating. I don't care what anyone says, because the big difference between pro wrestling and everywhere else is that there's no off season here. I mean, Mm. you're doing this four or five days a week, 52 weeks a year in a different city. Every day. So, I mean, you take your bumps and bruises and you have to be just incredibly physically, but more so mentally tough in order to be able to handle that grind. Because, I mean, think about it. I mean, you play ball, you pull a hamstring, you you know, you tear a shoulder, you know, you, you suck it up for three weeks to finish season so you can get the big surgery. There is none of that in wrestling. You just go until the wheels pop off and then you're out. Uh, but it's, Whoa, it's like that's kind of
2: crazy. There is no off season in wrestling. So it, there's no season to heal, recoup, recover. It's just go at like all gas, no brakes. That's crazy. Mojo. All right. So I, thank you for that because I know nothing about that world. I'm like, I got to ask Mojo when he comes on here, because I know, you know, about all of that, but we also know, that you were a football player. You played in the NFL. So you've lived a lot of lives, but I want to talk football then. God bless football. And God I wanna... bless football. <laughs> and I want to talk some football because there's a lot of different things going on. First of all, my brother-in-law is a Giants fan. Is he going to have just the worst year? Like, what is my brother-in-law's season going to be like as a Giants fan, Mojo? Oh, <laughs> Look at his face.
6: You know... <laughs> <laughs> After how that game went this week, it is a complete miracle that that is not the number one story coming out of New York football this weekend. As bad of a game as that was, and hey, my wife's family, they're all Giants fans, so they feel the pain on this one too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they got a little, a little bit of reprieve here because of what happened with Aaron Rodgers this weekend. But hey, you know what? Week one, it wasn't good. It wasn't pretty by any means, but sometimes it's kind of good as a as a football team to get smacked in the face yeah. right from the jump. You know, you get out of camp, you're ready for the season, and maybe you're thinking you're a lot better than you are. I mean, preseason is almost impossible to gauge how the regular season is going to go. We've seen teams get their asses kicked early in the season and, and get a wake-up call and go on to win Super Bowls afterwards. I mean, the Patriots have done it when when Brady was playing over there. So I, I'm not saying it's time to abandon ship just yet, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're on a short leash now for, <laughs> for the Giants.
2: Yeah, so, okay, so on the other side of that coin, should the Cowboys be as hype as their 40-point victory shows? Like should Cowboy fans, you know what I'm saying? Should they be gassed up? They just won by 40, a 40-piece 40 nugget.
6: I think Cowboys fans know better than to get too gassed up too quick. They'll do it anyways. I
2: was about to say, what Cowboys fans do you know, Mojo?
6: Hey, they, they're going to celebrate and they're going to talk that talk. But I think at the end of the day, they know there's, there's a ticking time bomb coming to get us at some point. So let's talk our trash while we still can. Uh, you know, You're flying high. You're riding high. Sometimes that's the kiss of death. You get complacent. You start to uh, shift into cruise control. I mean, obviously, we're going into week two, so I don't think anybody's doing that just yet. But, you know, there's, there's outliers in the beginning of the season. You can't. Judge a season by one game. I mean, give it like four or five weeks. We're not even going to be talking about what week one happened. Like, we're probably not even going to really remember what exactly happened here, depending on how the rest of the time goes. So, I just take week one with a grain of salt. You know, we, you know that first few weeks, it, it's just too early to tell.
2: I agree. It is too early to tell, but there's two people that it is early, but I'm going to tell you right now, Tua and Tyreek, that duo, I know it's early, but... To me, they look like box office. They look like must-see, and it looks scary. Again, I know it's early, but them Dolphins, what are your thoughts? Is it still too early? Because it look, I don't know. Is it early?
6: I don't think it's too early to be hyped about uh, the Dolphins. I mean, you know me. It's never too early to be hyped about anything. That's just how <laughs> we do it. And I know you know what I'm talking about. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like the Dolphins have just been missing a piece, and they've been kind of there. I mean – Again, I take it back to when Tom Brady and the Patriots were dominating the, you know, the AFC East and no one else was essentially getting their shot to to go on in the playoffs and really, really do their thing. I mean, now it's, it's fair game, but the Dolphins were that one team that had their number even, even then. And, you know, two has just been doing his thing. And hey. I'm a big Tua fan, and maybe part of that is because his younger brother is my quarterback at the University of Maryland, so okay. that gets some extra bonus points for me. But, yeah, now you now you factor in Tyreek. I mean, that move, when that was made, that was a game changer from the get-go. I mean, that was a surefire move. Game changer that I don't know. I didn't have any doubts whatsoever that that was going to be a terrific one two punch. And yeah, week one, we got to see a little bit of that. And I I honestly think, man, we're just getting started in that department. But the Dolphins, Ooh, especially now that the Bills just lost to an Aaron Rodgers New York Jets. Shouts
2: to Zach Wilson and crew. Honestly, the defense. Shouts to the Jets' defense. I mean, carried, kept them in the game. So, shouts to them and shouts to Zach for rallying the crew. But the last team I want to ask you about, football-wise, is the Atlanta Falcons. Of course, I got to ask you about my home squad, okay? Because there's a lot of energy around the Falcons, not saying that obviously not saying that they're the top teams, but what are your thoughts? How should I feel as an Atlanta Falcons fan?
6: I'm not just saying this because I know that is your favorite team and that you live in Atlanta and that you're a really good friend of mine, and I would never want to upset you or do you wrong. So I don't know. I just for me, if you're asking me from a neutral perspective, the <laughs> Atlanta Falcons, I think probably, and I think all all pros will agree that they'll likely win the Super Bowl two hundred to zero. I mean, they just have the offense, the defense, the special teams. Every player on that team is the best player in the league at their <laughs> positions. So that that's. I mean, I think everybody would agree with that, right?
2: That's why I love my fam, okay? That's what I want to hear. Now, can you tell me what an analyst might say about my about my Falcons?
6: The same thing, of course. They know better. <laughs> Everyone knows better to not uh, do Renee Montgomery wrong. That would be a, a crime against humanity.
2: This is why I love you, Mojo. But before you go, I just wanted to ask you real quick. You have a whole business, like, you know, like you are a business, you are a brand, but i read one tweet where you chronicled your day where you wake up, you're on your laptop, you you have an agency, that you like. can you just tell me, like, list a day real quick, walk me through a quick day of all the things that your world touches, just because I just know that people don't realize entrepreneurs and people like you, all the things that you do.
6: Well, you absolutely, obviously know the grind more than most. I mean, <laughs> you're... You're an owner of sports teams and companies and podcast. You literally do everything. So you get it. But, yeah, you know, this has been kind of a different world for me because I've been an athlete my whole life from from football right into WWE and then had to hang up my boots, you know, when I had that nasty nasty COVID lung situation. But, yeah, started a business. So – professional wrestling there's no union there's not a lot of management or agents uh in that business very much unlike other sports so you know i thought i was in a position with my business background to be able to kind of fill that void and i partnered up with uh, one of my best friends steve k to uh to form paragon talent group to you know be a talent management company primarily but not exclusively for uh professional wrestlers and And, yeah, it's been a grind because all these people were locker mates of mine, people that I've wrestled with or against for years. I mean, our roster jumped up in a hurry, and now – I think just around two years of being in business, we've done deals for over 250 wrestlers, which is just insane (laughs) considering it's been (laughs) Let's go is right.
2: (laughs) Let's go. I mean, that's amazing. That's why I wanted to just make sure you had a chance to to shout that out because, you know, athlete turned. We're all athletes. So we all come from that same background. And I love seeing that. I always say athletes have the best chance to go on and be successful somewhere else. And you're doing exactly that. So Mojo, thank you for joining me here Montgomery and Cole. I love seeing you. I ain't seen you in a minute.
6: I oh, know I missed you, my friend. Thank you so much for having me on. And you know I'm down to come back anytime, any place.
2: next, the crew and I discuss all things WNBA. I'm talking playoffs, MVP race, and room for growth because we're having our exit interviews. Plus, the homie that's like family joins us. Don Montgomery's coming through. So there's a lot of crazy stuff going on, including the WNBA playoffs. All right. So we all follow the whole WNBA closely. We all follow the dream closely, but for the listeners that haven't, I gave you a whole playoff preview at the top to just let you know, in case you didn't know the teams and the matchups and who's playing who. So just you guys as a refresher, Las Vegas is playing Chicago. That's the number one, verse eight. The number two, verse seven, is New York Liberty versus the Washington Mystics. The number three, verse six, is the Connecticut Sun versus the Minnesota Lynx. That
1: should have been us. Should have been.
2: Okay. And the number four, verse five, is the Dallas Wings against the Atlanta Dream. As you're hearing this, of course, it's a clean slate for the Atlanta Dream, but the playoff game started Wednesday. Um, But we want to just talk about it. Who do we think is going to be MVP? Who do we have predictions to win it all? We're just going to tap in just a little bit on people that have an opinion about it. Boom. And just now popping in is another Montgomery. Don Montgomery (laughs) is in the building. (laughs) you guys might have seen we talk all the time on twitter social media so don we're getting into our WNBA conversation about playoffs and i'm about to ask the crew just some questions and i'm gonna just start out with you then and people in case people don't know don she covers usually college football but now she's been rocking with the WNBA. so we love to have you here Don, what you got? What's your thoughts going on for MVP? I'm gonna just start it out easy one. It could be any choice, but MVP, we throwing her right in the fire. Don, what you got? So for
0: MVP, I just have to go ahead and go with Asia Wilson because you know, she's just been doing it and it's just like I don't mind her getting this again. I don't mind her doing this over, like over and over again, because again, she should be the face of the league. I've been arguing that for that for a very long time. But I just really think it's been amazing to see some of the things that she's done this season. I know some people have made some other arguments for other players, but she's definitely getting my top vote.
2: Speaking of arguments, this is a side note, but what's going on on WBA Twitter, Don? Like, what's go- it's what's a mess? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> it's a mess.
0: So first and foremost, like more recently, something that I posted today, which I know the group chats are going off. I just need people to keep it in the group chat because I really (laughs) will pull up. I'm I'm, I'm that person. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm from that side of the family,
1: you know what I'm saying?
0: (laughs) But like, no, like more recently, you know, you've seen the committee, you know, uh, do their awards, you know, for WBA and um just really 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 shine this season and some of the things that they have consistently been doing from season to season and more eyes are upon them and so like you know B Terrell and Big Low are getting an opportunity to go to Paris and everybody's hating on it
2: that's the Don Staley let me do a side note for the people that don't know Don Staley in the South Carolina Gamecocks are playing a game in Paris and invited folks those folks B. Terrell. Y'all should know him. He's been on the pod, friend of the pod. Yes. And then Big Low. So I'm just catching them up. So keep going, Don. She giving us the right. spook, baby. Listen, thank you
0: for that because I was going to roll into it, okay? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but overall, like, you've got Big Big Low and you've got B. Terrell getting ready to, and you know, just have this amazing opportunity to cover this sport overseas. And instead of people just, you know, biting their tongue and not really saying anything if they had something negative to say, people have been really, really going in because... They've been pointing out certain comments that the committee people have made, um, some things that they have said. But also at the end of the day, look at what they created. Look at what they've created within this space where we don't have a lot of like personalities and voices that get an opportunity to be heard or be placed on a platform where they can travel overseas to cover this sport. So to me, I'm like, y'all just shut up you know, you're just mad because you're not going to Paris. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> no, no, not true. And,
4: <laughs> and, as <far> as,
0: <laughs> and as far as I'm concerned, it's like, just really show your support. We all are trying to do the things that we're trying to do within this space. And with, you know, most of us, we don't have all the resources. So the fact that they're getting this opportunity, like, if you don't have nothing nice to say, just don't say nothing at all. But one thing that I did point out today was that I'm starting to notice that some people are trying to attach themselves to the committee now because they're starting to see their, you know, the rise in the things that they're doing. And and my thing is stay in your lane. Stay, stay over there doing what you're doing. There's room for everybody. You don't have to attach yourself. No, because you got to think about it, Renee. You got people who... They're clout chasers. They're people who like, oh, if I take a picture with this person, then people know that I'm in the, you know, in the know or whatever. I'm not doing all that. You know, like understand what you do best in this space and support those who do best in their own space, right? And, and so um, I just wanted to make sure that that was brought to light because I see people and y'all know I'll call somebody out in the minute.
4: You feel me? Salute to you, sis. Ruck, I love round it. Round of applause. Yeah, Salute to you, my sister. Tell them haters. I
0: got on my set it off braids too. So you know what I'm <laughs> yeah, on my yeah. side.
4: <laughs> you tell them haters. francais. wee wee man. Come on, man. <laughs> oui. Key that
2: was a great breakdown then because I really didn't actually even know what's going on. I just do know. So what is your response to people that might say that people in the committee might be talking nasty to folks like saying that? Like, so what is the other side of the coin, the argument? Now that the committee
0: is getting the notoriety and the recognition, there is going to be a huge responsibility to that. You're going to have to watch what you say. You're going to have to be careful. You're going to have to just really just be mindful that, yes, people can make critiques of the things that you're doing and that you're saying. But if you're not trying to work on yourself professionally and improving and all of the things, then it's going to be a consistent thing, which then is going to turn everyone else around to, to be at this point where they're like, well, I'm not going to support the committee. I don't think the committee deserves blah, blah, blah. Right. It's just going to be a continuous thing. Right. So there's room for improvement. But the thing about it is, is that people were using this opportunity to really kind of go in on them because honestly, if I'm going to be 100, I hadn't even seen this much talk around that part of it until this opportunity presented itself, which which also led me to believe that people were just jealous because they weren't brought up in the conversation or they weren't offered the opportunity. And again, like I say, there's an opportunity for us to do various things and Paris might not be our thing or their thing but it's there so let's support them and let's make sure we amplify the work that they're doing salute salute sis yeah i
2: don't know the whole details but conceptually what you're saying is i just think like i love it there's never been when i say wnba twitter just so everybody knows there's med twitter there's dermatology twitter there's book twitter there's tech twitter just so you guys know and wnba has the twitter too where it just means like the people that are constantly in the conversation is is it's a lot of conversation. I remember when I was playing, there was no WNBA Twitter because there was not really any conversation happening in that in that space and in that time. So for me to go, sometimes I literally go online. This used to only be for NBA and NFL. I literally go online when something happened in the game. I'm like, why well, know. Let me go see what folks are saying about this. I used to not be able to do that in the WNBA space because there just wasn't enough people talking about it. So I do notice that there's more conversation. There's more people attending events. WNBA All-Star has more activations, I feel like, because of it. Look at my guy Juju sitting here right now he got a two jersey three. and a bobblehead right there and like, i'm just saying this is this is growth like as a player this is everything i dreamed of like i dreamed of having dudes that look like juju rocking out with us like you know what i mean like that's lit to me or people like you talking y'all's talk like oh this is this is our stuff like so i'm just happy to see that the conversation is alive and well but you know what i mean to that point everybody don't have to be all nicey-nicey. Like, I don't don't really care that people don't like each other online because I see plenty of fan bases that don't like each other online. They sure don't. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, we can't, I think women's sports is so used to everybody being so rah, rah, shish, goomba, kumbaya, kumbaya. I love you. I love y'all too. Y'all all my good sis. But when I was playing against all my good sis in the WNBA, Diana Taurasi elbowed me straight in the face. She could have taken out a tooth. And you know what? She was kissing me cheek to cheek after the game. How you doing, my baby? Like, that's how it is. So listen, I just feel like when we like people got to get used to maybe not agreeing, like agree to disagree. I think people like when there's a disagreement, now everybody thinks they got to hate each other. You don't have to it's hate somebody because you no. disagree. It's so yeah. crazy. Like, I don't agree with what you
4: say, but keep doing you like, you know, yeah. and salute to B. Terrell.
2: Him too, for sure. But
0: but a lot of the things that I've pointed out about WBE Twitter is that they take every single thing personally. And I'm like, it's like. As a parent, that toddler stage, the terrible twos where it's just like everything is going wrong or everything is just so dramatic. I didn't get none of that until Grace turned four. My boys, they had terrible (laughs) twos, but she didn't have it. So, but my thing is, is that this is the WNBA in stages, right? Because we didn't have it. Now that we do have it, everybody's trying to figure out how people can hear their voice on top of everyone else's. And it's like, no, shut up like make space for other people to say what they need to say. And if you disagree, it's OK to point it out. Just don't call nobody no name because I'm one right. of them. You call me out by name. Nine times out of ten, I'm pulling up at the next game to be like, OK, where are you sitting?
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. Darn, yeah, you man. can't
0: do this ever.
4: Yeah, it is. Yes, sir.
6: <laughs> we
0: must
4: be like like 103 <laughs>
0: Cause she we might Montgomery. not fight, you know what I'm saying? But the thing is, is I'm but gonna, gonna say it to my I'm face. like, so, so, yeah. say so what yeah. you said? Yeah. Well, we got a bunch of Montgomerys on here. Receipts, <laughs> receipts.
1: We must be related. We have to be. That's <laughs> we, like we gotta be. We
0: gotta be. You're
7: speaking to to snook and cold soul. Cause Ren- <laughs> Renee's motto is turn the other cheek, and she
8: tries to preach that to us. But and we while don't she's turning the other cheek, I'm I'm about ready to punch it. Bam, I'm bam, punching somebody. Thank you, man. Go ahead, turn your back, sis, so you don't see what's happening. So you'll see i Yeah, he
2: might go. not
8: do it, but we got
2: her. I got you got you. <laughs> would you? Would you say try Jesus? try yeah,
4: <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Not me. No, look, not Don. <laughs> not Don.
2: <laughs> All right, I love that, Don. Thank you for keeping us up on what's going on on WNBA Twitter. I also want to just get you guys, like, just off top playoff predictions. I mean, there's. It's not as cut and dry as you would think. There is Vegas there, which I do think is a solid choice. But I'm curious, though, because I've seen online and there are some sleepers. Like, for instance, I'm going to just start out with my predictions other than if the Atlanta Dream want to get funky and want to be a frog, then leap, baby. All right? But this is this is our rebuild year. All right? We in there number five. I want to go swing pound for pound. I'm going to just go with the Dream. But if I didn't pick the Dream, I honestly think that – The Dallas Wings are going to make some people turn some heads. Vegas is going to win. But the Dallas Wings, I would say that's my sleeper pick. That's my sleeper choice. Point blank period. So y'all can throw out y'all sleeper or your picks, but I'm gonna start with you, Snooka Booka.
1: I really can't get my prediction until I see what referees are doing the game. <laughs> oh, goodness,
4: uh, <laughs> here goes, snook? Please so. I can
1: just see that if with some teams playing other teams, there might be some ding, difficulties ding, 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 there with our uh, officiating. So, so. Snooker,
2: are you picking the referee? Like, what, what, what are you doing? <laughs> what are we doing here, Snook? <laughs>
1: No, I, I would probably go with uh, with uh, Las Vegas. But I'm just saying uh, it's on any given day It's more dependent, not on so much. The team anymore It's dependent on who is officiating the game. Mm.
2: Got you. Got you. Uh, who we got? Cole, you got any other thoughts? You said ding, ding, ding about the rest. But who you got? Who you got pulling it out
8: again? I I want to go all the way with dream. I don't like picking other people. I'm one of those. I am a not a fair weather fan, so if we're gonna go down, we're gonna go down, we're going all the way. Come down! I don't care what Vegas is predicting. I don't care what Dallas is going to make a look. I don't care about who else is going to be walking up on the court. I'm saying I'm going down with the dream. So if we go down, we're going down. Whatever round we go down, I'm going down with it. I'm going to stay right there. Period. I ain't picking no one I else. I ain't root for
0: nobody else because quietness is kept. If they don't get the Liberty <laughs> up out of here, I'm going to feel some
2: type
8: of way. <laughs>
0: I'm going to feel some type of way, so... Dream today, roll out I want these people to now. It's fun.
2: Listen, I like that. It's active. We <laughs> live. I... <laughs> I love it. I love it. But that's where I'm at. Dream. <laughs> that's where you at? Dream all
0: the way. Dream all the way. And, and I'm gonna say that just because it's like, yes, we're in the rebuilding fe- year or what have you, but it looks so promising. And it it's does. like it it, because because when you go off into the playoffs. Anything can happen. You know what I'm saying? And to me, it's like, if somebody can knock out Liberty and they can knock out somebody else, then, I mean, we got probably a straight path. Uh, I want them out. That. Like, like
2: <laughs> they need to have bad days. They're going to have bad yeah. days sooner or later, right? So, Love it. wishful thinking. But I like it. Look, Darn said, here's what we have to do. Knock out the number <laughs> one seed, the number two seed. If people knock out the <laughs> number one, two, three, four, and five C.
1: The dream like, that 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 got it. Let me just interject here. I'm with the dream too, but if <laughs> not the dream, it's the Las Vegas Aces because uh, the dream, they beat the number two, they beat the number three, they almost beat the number one. So you just never know.
4: <laughs> uh, you feel what
8: you guys saying? <laughs> I should call me.
2: No I'm I'm pressure. Listen. <laughs> <I was> <laughs> I love y'all for rocking with us, but you don't have to pick the dream, baby. Lies. Go ahead, Sam well I mean of course right. I, I like like Cole
7: said I'm going down with the dream at whatever I, we what you thought, I
2: like that one I like that but let's say if the dream okay, doesn't yes. win
7: yeah of course if the dream doesn't win I'm with Snook I think that I think Vegas could have a repeat I mean I, I did just it, it's, it's, you know you have Asia Wilson MVP caliber player you know she's a reigning MVP I think she's gonna do it again this year I don't know like I think Vegas could take it home again
8: There's no shade to these other teams if we do but i just don't i don't want you to think that that you are thought in my mind that's why i don't pick other teams i don't want to give you loyal to a fault. that's it to a fault if we're gonna go we're gonna go down you know i
2: love it that's
8: it i
4: love it it. what
8: you got
2: juju
4: look it's not that far-fetched for what don said because chicago was up on vegas ass you feel me at halftime in chicago last about two weeks ago you feel me they had that look in (laughs) their eyes and, and Vegas done showing us that they are very human. They, they were, They were was, they was superhuman in the beginning of the year. Then New York exposed and pulled them pants down in, in New York City, 30 points, you <laughs> feel me? Then the Commissioner Cup, come here, John Quail. you feel me? And John Quayle turned up when she go against them. That's the thing about uh, New York. Excuse me, pardon me, Stu York, you feel me? Because okay. when, they play, when they play Vegas, it'd be a whole different team. Even Sloot Slo- Slo- Doggy Doll, VanderSloot, she turned into so a, a scorer. So you feel me? She turned into a scorer against them versus the assist queen as she is. You feel me? Salute to her being out uh, at at the end. You, you feel? I got my eye on the race. You did know Wow. That's dude, another team. Look, look, look. Right, at them, at them. They got a strong chance too because when her and Duana, uh tie, they about to tie that knot. You salute. You feel me? But right. them together, yes, congrats to them. They, they they look unstoppable at times, but I feel like them losing Brianna in the beginning of the year. That kind of yeah. it's gonna it's gonna hurt during the mm-hmm. playoffs. You feel mm-hmm. me? Because the teams can scheme against that. You feel me? And yeah. it without at it ain't rolling. You feel me? So she got to be superhuman for them to do it. But I'm like you. I feel like you, bro. Like Dallas, they got Satu playing better than she played Woo! all year. Right now, Most they got the twin towers. Right now, you feel Lani me? You feel me? And, 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 and Howard, she just came back from my and she back healthy. And y'all already know what a can do at a drop of mm. a hat. You, yeah. feel, so bad. Mm-hmm. you yes. feel me? Generational talent. I've been saying Dallas, the dark horse, all year. Of course I love, come on, you, of course I love 15, Uh, my big ass. Of course I love uh, Ryan. You feel we me? I support y'all every, you. look, every, every, every second, every breath I breathe, you feel me? I support my dream, but we lost Nia Coffee and she locked yeah. down the best Stop. defenders of every other squad that we ever yes. have. So i am going I'ma roll with Dallas if they can get rid of us, but everybody's looking all right. You did. Man. I agree, and
7: I can honestly attest that Juju watches all the games. He watches all the WNBA games. Like I don't yeah, know man. a bigger fan than Juju. Like he's yeah. he's a he's a loyal I challenge true
4: you fan. One. If you if you listening to this right now, you think you really got it, bro? I challenge you. You can put me on a trivia show, whatever you need, bro. We are gonna this get it fact, done.
1: Though. I guarantee every team is uh, afraid of Dallas. They're not thinking about Vegas and New York right now. Most teams are afraid of Dallas.
4: Most of them are. We ain't though. But New York, look, New York gotta beat Vegas though. Look, Lil Feasy go crazy every game. She gonna get you seventeen rebounds randomly. She gonna get you. Lil'Feesy, you feel me? Nafisa Callia. We call it Lil Feezy in the hood. Okay, you me? yeah, we're gonna have to translate
2: Nafisa. I, I know who he was talking
4: about. Look, Lil Feasy for Minnesota. You feel me? Bit Dorka. Salute. You feel me? Salute the diamond. Salute to everybody on okay. there. we gonna need we're
8: gonna need a nickname. Uh we a uh, disclaimer as Juju was talking like salute doggy dog. We had to put the Vander under there so when people, you know how they have the captions oh. on stuff. We're gonna need the captions with the people's names. So we know exactly who we talk about. I love it because I love a nickname. 'Cause that's good but that was those were good. Those some good things. <laughs>
2: the end of the year and I think that I want to do this towards the end of every WNBA season where we call it exit interviews as players but every year as a player you have to do an exit interview where you sit down with usually the head coach you sit down with sometimes the GM and sometimes the whole coaching staff they tell you what they liked they tell you what they didn't like you tell them what you liked you tell them what you didn't like they tell you what you need to work on for next year or if you'll be back next year, sometimes you can know. Sometimes I've seen it go down in the exit interview, but I'll digress. But this is going to be our exit interviews. And the topic is what can the WNBA improve on or what the WNBA is the person they're coming into our exit interview, which is Mocha. Look at Dawn. Cause she's like, Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> so one of the things that Juju, we already kind of talked about it off air, but my ditty has brought it to me is that it's tough when you have a three game playoff round and the first two games are on the road and the last game is at home. And that's if you're the lower seed. So I'm just going to take the Atlanta dream. We have to go to Dallas for two games and then we get our third game. You have to earn it. That's hard as a business because we don't know how to sell our tickets so like you know like people don't want to buy tickets until they know there's a game but they can't know there's a game until we win the second game but after we win the second game there's only 2 days until the third game so there's some things in there that i would say exit interview style i think a little 111 could work where the top seed gets the first home game the lower seed gets the second home game and then the final deciding third game is decided at home of the higher seed, so that would be one of my first things for my exit interview of room for growth is what we'll call it there's room for growth there because I think that would be better on the fans organizations and even if I was the top seed I would want to try to close out a series on my home court so right. that would be my exit interview room for growth um Juju I know you are, you have one because we've been talking about this so Juju what would be your room for growth
4: so much room for growth, but if you, I purchased the, the lead pass. You feel me? Some days, some games ain't on the lead pass nor the Ion Network. You see the game schedule on, on this on the thing, but he turned on it it's Hawaii down five zero, and I'm supposed Come to be on. watching the links. Come on, you feel me? So we got to get it together. If we if this is an NBA product, we got to treat it with just as much care as the NBA treats its product. We don't just throw LeBron James on on Hulu. You feel me? We put his games on ABC. You feel me? we put it? We give him a pregame show. We lead up to it. We we let people get time to settle in. We don't start no game at two p.m. We don't start no game mm-hmm. at 6 p.m. when you're driving home on the West Coast. Come on now. I mean, I love the W. You feel me? Yeah. But we got we a do. lot We do. That's of why we're doing this. Group. Because
2: we love the W. I might call it because we love the W. You know, like this
5: is right.
2: room for growth. Yes. And these are just our opinions. You know, right. like everybody can have an opinion. You know, that's that's fine. I would say, okay, to that point, Juju. And I know because it's it's crazy because th- I think of everything from the business standpoint too because we're trying to think of how we tell our fans like, All right, tonight's game is here or tomorrow's game or when we're releasing a calendar, you know how they do magnets. These are things that, like, you know, they, people may not think about, but as we're trying to release calendars and different things, it would be easy to be able to just say it's on ION, unless it, ION is a national TV game, and then it's not on ION, then it's on your local, bro- you know, and then it's blacked out. If you're in a local market and it's on the local channel, then it's blacked out. And in that case, you probably can't even just watch it. So we know that this is not an only WNBA problem because I saw football fans all over the world when that dispute went down and they couldn't watch their football first week. What a time to start getting into spectrum. a spectrum. Yeah. Spectrum spectrum. What a time. Call it out. Call it spectrum, out. What a time because they had all the leverage. I'm talking mm-hmm. about all the fans was tapping on the keyboard. Y'all better fix this. Y'all better. But to that point, while people are fixing it, this is a WNBA problem too. We need to figure out, and I know they're working on it, but it would be easy to just say, this is where you go to watch all the dream games, no matter what. But it's really not like that in, in a lot of sports too, but that's, I agree, Juju. Snookabooka, you got any room for growth?
1: Well, I have a couple of things. The first thing is uh, I think there's room for the WNBA to look more to their players uh, for instance, uh, back-to-back games with the same team. I just think that is just the 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 cruddiest thing ever to play them at home one night and then run back home, uh, run to their place and play the next night. I just think those back-to-back games could be scheduled a little bit better. Right. So
2: you basically are saying like, just in how the schedule falls out, you just wish that you didn't have to see us match up. I mean, to that point, it is crazy because if you catch a team when they're injured and you play them, let's say, three times in a three-week span, I could have played a completely different team than who that team is further down the season. So to that point, I, I get what you're saying in that. And what, you got anything else?
1: On top of that, you know, they're doing commercial flights. So you're, you know, just think about that. You're doing a back-to-back on a commercial flight. And, you know, you're just wearing your, your players out. I, I just think that can cause injuries and and different things like that. So I just think they need to do a lot more to do things that are more beneficial for the players and the players health
2: i like that snooker book of player health at mm-hmm. top of mind don what you got don that's
0: one of my biggest things i just think they there there's a there's a big disconnect with the league and the players so then when you have that disconnect with that translate over into, into the fans is we don't know what the going on if we are gonna be honest excuse <laughs> the language yeah, so, yeah, that's so right. if I'm being 100 it's like even if the WNBA the league itself had its own exit review or interview or what have you where it's like this is how we started the league this is how we ended this is or these are some of the things that we're going off into the off season to deal with and that's how we're going from there I think the, the other biggest thing that I really want them to kind of like let the conversation die down a little bit before they jump on some decisions would be expansion. I know people weren't, rosters to be a little more deep. They want more spaces on rosters and expansion would help with that. But if you cannot get this league in order as far as traveling is concerned, as far as player needs is concerned, safety, and as well as like just other things that players have raised an awareness on, then why are you looking to create new teams and new cities or in some of the same cities that we've had previous teams at? We're not ready. And because when you
2: start adding more (laughs) and we start expanding, it's going to be more issues. Like this is funny because you're thinking like as a business, you would never expand a business. And like we're just talking not sports business, but just a business. You would typically never expand a business if you don't have all your ducks in a row, if everything isn't in order. If you aren't if business isn't booming, you typically wouldn't expand your business. And this is interesting because. From that perspective, I do see what you're saying. It's like, I know we need more teams because there's just so many talented players that aren't making rosters, but... I definitely see what you're saying. Where like you're like, hey, let's get our house in order first, and before we expand, that's that's like really. I haven't never, I've never thought of it that way. So right. that's interesting. Let's, let's
4: let's make the game accessible to the casual fan. Yeah, because most fans stumble upon the, the WNBA these days. Why are you making it so difficult to find the score of the game, oh, even yeah. on the ESPN app? I got to go through four pages just to get to the W. You feel me? Come on, like, true. We gotta we gotta respect the W if we want it to be respected.
8: Okay, and Cole? They need to stop being so bougie. The WNBA <laughs> yeah. is the most bougie entity I've ever seen in my entire life. You know, <laughs> we have to be to a level it's where I feel it's like and before you get to being bougie, you got to move up in the ranks as far as how you are moving every day. Like you can't do the stuff you're doing right now and then say you're above something. You're obviously mm. not. That's the part <laughs> for me. Just come down off of the bougie and accept some things that... You need to accept. I mean, you know, it's it's good to think that you're above and you want to have standards. But if your standards are keeping your business from growing, then you need to come down off bougie. Bougie's is not working for you. It's not working. That's, that's mm, what boom. I would say in my oh, ex that being old. so bougie.
1: And, and Nikki, maybe that means that they need to add some more people to their administration that have some normal, on, new come on, fresher come ideas, Come on, because the ones that are it's just kind of everything warmed over every year. They warm it yeah, over and, and, put it back, warm it and put it back. It's leftovers. It's <laughs> leftovers.
0: You know, yeah. 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 And we need some fresh cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> this
2: is back to interviews though y'all like this is really so if this sounds like harsh imagine this is what players do at the end of every season where a coach really might be like hey, listen, next year you will not be shooting three-pointers if you shoot the same percentage you shot this year. Like, this is how a real exit interview will go. They'll be like, from the three-point line, you shot 27%. So I'm just saying, like, they will tell you. Babe, you got anything? Yeah, I mean, just like, I feel like just to
7: everything that you said, we're fans, we're fans of the game, we're fans of the league. So, you know, whenever you're in the entertainment business, you have to listen to the feedback of what the audience is telling you. And so we're the ones that are consuming it. We're the ones that are not able to access it. We're the ones that's looking at the product. So you have to, you have to receive that feedback and, and take note of it. So just to Juju's point, that was one of the things that I had written down accessibility. You know, if, if I'm a fan, unless I have three screens or a game on my iPad, on my phone, on my TV, I I can't watch three games at 1 PM. That's my thing. Like I can't watch all the games at the same time when Renee says, Oh, I'm so excited today. I'm going to watch basketball, NBA, NBA basketball all day. It's literally slated like two, three hours apart every game she watches basketball all day long (laughs) but then with the WNBA is like we have one you know we have like either 1 p.m games all of them or all of them at seven and it's like oh how can we watch all of them at the same time if you're a true fan that's my problem with it no that's a good point
2: i mean sometimes you can't get around it like if it's a weekday you may have a couple seven o'clock games but on a sunday or saturday To my baby's point, I'll be telling everybody, listen, Linda, if I got a full slate of games, it's going to be me and Twitter all day long. I'm going to have, we have two TVs to that point though. But I would love that, for instance, this past September 10th, Every team in the league played. So I wish there was games starting at noon. 2, 12, 2, 4, 6, 8, and 10. I'm talking right. about had them games all, all day. day. all game. Yes. Because yes. when I got back home from the Atlanta Dream game on September, all of them. I missed everything. everything And so I just like, and that's just another layer of detail where we are fans that want to consume it all. Like, like I'm not just an Atlanta dream fan. I'm a fan of the whole entire WBA. of The sport of the sport. So when we think about things, it's just like we want the sport to be better. So that's why we just had our exit interview. We appreciate Don Montgomery. Juju, you got something?
4: Yeah. Before we get out of the exit interview, I would be remiss if I don't bring up. Look, if cp 32 go to Dallas and play like she been playing too, Candace Parker. Oh my! god I mean, Cheyenne Parker. Holy moly, they in trouble. And okay. we can't count out. We can't count out B. Sites you know and cause they, they healthy for the first time of the year. The Listen. Mystics. You feel me? They B-Sights finally with healthy.
0: them shoulders. Yeah. You feel <laughs> me?
2: The nice. game against New York. Time out, Dawn. Did I see you thirsting over slime? That's my homie. I think I saw <laughs> it you was. <laughs> <laughs> It
0: was. It was.
2: <laughs> Why are you calling her out like that? I ain't even
0: going to sugarcoat it. What up, man? Okay, so what was you saying?
1: Besides looking and getting new people in, they need to be looking at the people who officiate the games because it seems like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, yes. I'm just saying, I mean, you go out there and you put your she heart on the line and you're playing a game and then these referees are calling all kinds of crazy things. They're calling things that, that first graders know that are walks and things right. like that. I think they need to clean that up because that causes players to get hurt and it can cause the outcomes of the games to be different from the officiating. Yes. So that's one of the really one of my So experience. Snook wanted me to stop so she could say, again,
2: <laughs> I'ma tell y'all, Snook keeps a little notepad with the rough numbers and she has an all-star list, <laughs> meaning who is that bad to make her all-star list. So I'm just telling you, she's very into it. But that's our moco exit <laughs> interviews for the WNBA season. Tap in on the playoffs is going down and big shouts <laughs> to Don Montgomery. She ain't family, but she's family, man. Okay. (laughs) No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. This whole outro is about getting ready for the dream game Friday, which is tomorrow. If you're listening on release day, Thursday, Friday, we got some work to do. We got some work to do dream. This is what we got to do. Play your game. Everybody gets to the playoffs and thinks they got to do everything different. The people that do well are the people that do what they do and do it well in the playoffs. Don't try to get cute. I'll be telling my teammates, don't try to get cute. Don't try to be a hero. Just do your job and stay locked in and stay together. I'm going to be with you. The city's going to be with you. We are behind you and you already did your thing. You made it. Let's go have some fun. Let's go
5: dream. I'll see y'all next week.